Okay, universe. Um, <clears throat> it is uh, 440-ish. It's 440 exactly. 0440 on the PM. So 1640 for all you military finds. Uh, <clears throat> and, well, I guess I got to talk about my listenership increasing again. <clears throat> I, I just, I'm not sure what, here's the thing. Like, the shit I did a year ago is funnier, I think. Um, I've gotten, <clears throat> I don't know, bogged down in the face plant that 2023 was. And uh, in so doing, I think I've lost a little bit of my upbeat, natural, comedic uh, self-flagellation or some other composite element of chicanery and fun. Um, <clears throat> but even though I no longer expect Bob to show up for work, for instance, um, nor do I uh, communicate really with any of the people who have appeared on the podcast, that being a grand total of four people, one of whom I am still in touch with. But the other three, nope. Um, <clears throat> so, all of this said, well, I thought now would be a good time to go through why I'm doing this, what I'm trying to achieve, and if there's a point to anything about what I'm up to. So, that's <clears throat> unfortunately what I have on deck. Plus, I've got this list of 10 things that prove standards have fallen. Um, uh, except in comedy. Did I really say that? I don't know if that's true. Standards in comedy have not fallen. They've tightened, which is the wrong direction. Okay, let's not get lost. Um, first of all, why did I name it It's All My Fault? <clears throat> well... One of the things I can't stand about today's society is how little um, accountability is being taken. Really, for anything. I mean, people walk back, shit they say in public all the time, like it wasn't even said. They just ignore it like it's not even out there. <clears throat> and there's one example of a standard that's fallen that I don't really get. If you say something publicly, as I have said now, 429 recordings worth, well then stand by it. Or at least, if something's different, then you should be able to explain how you went from there to here. And to not even have that level of accountability in our basic leaders, our House of Representatives, our state leaders, everybody, they're all playing the same game because... They are backing each other up to allow all of it to go down and all of it to be gotten away with. And we're the ones tolerating it. Because, as far as we're concerned, if they're all in on the fucking charade, then what's the point of trying to fix it? They've won the game. They've locked it up. <clears throat> so, when you see this environment, and you think to yourself, hey, there's my blue cord that I couldn't find. And that's just one of the many things that you notice could be better. I could put that in a more obvious place because clearly I wasn't going to see that with the door shut. 
point is, I could have done better. There were plenty of places along the way where I could have stepped up and been a more forthright individual. I got sucked into a anarchy-laden, chaotic, solipsistic, um, existentialist in some regards, but just tumultuous in my head, in my heart, in my emotions, never feeling like I fit in, never feeling like I knew where to point my wild reserves of energy. So I took the route of extreme behavior from women to gambling to speeding on the road. I was a horrible speeder. I used to I, I mean, I know I've said it on the recording somewhere back in the back, and I hate to repeat this, so this is the last time I'm ever going to say this, but I actually managed to drive from Seattle to Portland in an hour and 44 minutes. I don't think you know how fast you have to go to drive that distance that quick. I was going 155 most of the way. And this was in a Nissan Maxima. <clears throat> And I never got pulled over. I kept expecting it. But I knew where the speed traps were well enough. I had driven that route back and forth at that point probably 25 times. Like, to get caught in a speed trap anywhere near uh, 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 overpass was going to be impossible. It was going to have to be a rural. And <clears throat> since I was driving at 4 in the morning, 3.30, 4 in the morning, well, let's just say that I thought my chances of running into a guy on a motorcycle were, were low. But still, I mean, the kind, of, the kind of driving that can get you arrested and put in jail. And that's just indicative, not of how reckless I was and disregarded I could be of my fellow human. But I, uh, I suppose in my self-loathing phases... Well, frankly, what did I give a fuck about? <clears throat> Not much. I could never find meaning in life. I could never find anything other than emotional chaos. And people I didn't understand. All kinds of places where I just never fit in. And I mean, we're talking about like East Coast top schools. And, you know, I had every opportunity to become a senator, for fuck's sake, if I wanted to. So it's not like the doors weren't open. They were fucking swung wide open. But none of it felt right. To be honest, the whole time I've been alive, <clears throat> the job I think I'd most enjoy is taxi driver. But at this point, fuck man, maybe. Maybe I should buy a car and become a, a Lyft or Uber driver. But, uh, you know, again, that has, now it's, own taint. Everything in the 21st century has taint. There's nothing really pure left except wandering philosopher. So, here I sit, wandering, philosophizing, thinking, I wonder how long I can make 950 bucks last. Through January? Maybe. Maybe. 
But if not, then I'll be homeless. So I got to figure something out about employment. And so ways standards have fallen. Well, even though I quit my job twice last year, I mean this year, 2023, um, same job, quit it twice. Uh, I can still get hired pretty much anywhere I walk in just because I'll work hard and I'll make it at least two or three months before I even think about walking out. So, but at the month four or five, if I haven't walked out, I'll be surprised. That'll mean I like the job or something's going well or whatever. So that's where I'm at with employment. But, um, you know, I just didn't want to really start work somewhere before Christmas. So I figured I'd wait till after Christmas to look for a job. But I'll probably just end up doing overnight stocking at Safeway or something else rather mindless. Whatever. Whatever can buy me an Uber car, right? <clears throat> All right. So the reason I think it's all my fault is I just never believed in humanity as a whole. We just seemed to be on the path to self-annihilation. What was um, what was good was was losing ground. What was great was oversold and never really existed. The lies that started stacking up became overwhelming enough <clears throat> that I just I have a hard time finding the white knights. I want to know who out there is actually trying to solve the problem of where we've gotten to, which is this fluster cuck of mediocrity and deceit. People just taking advantage wherever they can and then covering each other's asses. It's bizarre. And I suppose if all of this is a personal simulation and I'm wearing the Arnold Schwarzenegger helmet, well... I was this level of disregarding of others. I was this level of self-interested. And I was certainly this level of take advantage if it's there to be had. All through my 30s, into my 40s even. But at 54, having done a pirouette of at least 160, if not 180 degrees, well... The, the world that is here, I, I deserve. I've earned it. This chaotic landscape is the sort of gaslit fuck festival that I imparted on too many people who didn't deserve it. So, that's why I say it's all my fault. If I had been a better person, we'd all be living in a better world. And I'm not sure I'm the only one who can say that. But I know I can say that. And so, if I can say that, then I know that there is plenty that is my fault. Simple as that. <clears throat> Alright, and why then don't I converse with other people and bring in some counterpoint, counter-context, counter-discussion? I, I will, more so, especially next year. I know I said that about this year, but... If you listen to year one, I think I'm trying to tell stories, develop a narrative, and entertain. And I think the third point gets way too much play. I do a lot of gimmicky shit like 
talk out of the shower. I mean, there's just, there's a whole lack of confidence. But it's still me. I'm just, have no idea what to do with myself. <clears throat> and so here in year two, well, I'm not as playful, I'll admit. And I need to get back to that. So I will come up with some playful modules, especially, you know, I'm a, I'm a comedian at heart. Fuck, man. I can't not be playful. But I had to... I, I'm, I'm coming to a point in my own, I don't know, personal adventure where a lot of things are, are simultaneously coming to a, a point of commonality. And I still think this is a glorious thing. I really do. I think whatever this is, is something fantastic to look forward to. But I'm really hamstrung and, and can't even find solace in my dreams. There is no support here. It's like for the first time ever, I feel like nobody is looking at me thinking, okay, he's asking for help. I'll go see what he needs. Nobody's even coming over to see what my questions are. I'm just isolated. So, <clears throat> where that's gone, where that's going to go, what that's doing, to be honest, it dominates my thoughts. I think about it constantly. As I was exercising today, I'm like, what the fuck's the diamond light? What the fuck's the diamond light? Why do I not see anything past the diamond light? And I know this is the kind of zaniness that nobody else would even let have five seconds of their attention, let alone five months. But it is what it is for me. And I'm not here to explain that this is what it is for you. Fuck no. I've said more times than I can count. I really hope I'm just crazy. I hope this is a brain aneurysm manifesting as some sort of messiah complex. All the better. I'm I'm nothing but but innocent and incapable of putting hurt on anything out in the universe, including bugs. I mean I I respect all life to the nth degree and its ability to flourish as its own directed point of fulfillment that it's here to undergo. So <clears throat> I have <laughs> I have reservations about speaking too in depth as to what um, as to what I have found in the caves of wisdom or flying through other existences, it seems like. But those things I speak of generally because I can't get away from them anymore. When I'm in familiar territories in my dreams or manipulating a, an environment lucid dreaming into something that's a memory, it just, it starts to really, it forces you to go look at mystical manifestations and the wisdoms that I've always just dismissed as fable and lore. And even when the Bible's forecasting starts to show huh, 
presence in this reality. You, you know there are penetrating veils that that are trying to communicate with us through things like religious text or biblical yore. So I'm now as un uh, as unfamiliar with all of that as I truly am. I'm catching up and finding wisdom that is piling in. I'm I'm much more capable of handling adverse circumstances right now or throwing myself into something helpful than I've ever been. I have a skill set that's beyond anything I've ever <laughs> been working with, both in my head, in my heart, and in my physical. Looking at my arms now, I mean, I'm, I don't remember ever seeing my forearms look this muscular. So, it's like I'm peaking at 54 for something. And whatever that something is. Well, <clears throat> I know it's not buying shit I totally don't need. Which I've been pretty good at avoiding lately. I don't know if uh, that's an American thing or a worldwide thing, but it's definitely something for me. Because when you're down to 950 bucks, you got to spend every dollar on something of value. So even these little spicy watermelon worms, well, I only spent 45 cents on them, and there's three of them. Yes, that's indulgent. But those little fuckers are good. And it's a unique treat that I don't want to eat thousands of, like, say, peanut M&Ms. <clears throat> so that's why I buy myself weird little... Central American candies, because why not? Um, <clears throat> not wasting food. I've been really good about not wasting food, except for tomatoes. I can't seem to buy tomatoes and get them into anything before they're fucking awful. So, might stop buying tomatoes. But other than that, yeah, A, A minus because of the tomatoes. I'd have an A plus if I'd have eaten four tomatoes, but I didn't. I ate none of them, so I get an A minus. All right. Back to why I'm doing this. Another thing about having started this is I feel like I'm about five years late. I have been quasi-pursuing blogging and all sorts of communication methods, none of which stuck, none of which were coherent, none of which had any level of real... Um, intimacy and confession for me to be able to open to this degree as speaking as if in confession has provided. Now, what I will say is the reason that I'm five years late is this project always was going to involve Lily, who is a delusional schizophrenic who came into my house in the year 2016, 17, sorry, 2017, and... Um, basically was in my life until February of this year. Well, January of this year is more fair. So I've almost not seen Lily for a year now. But her presence was overwhelming. I'm still unwinding Lily's effect on my actual house because she rearranged all sorts of shit. I, I mean, I, there's a lot of stuff I've never found again, including a trash can, like a metal steel trash can with a foot lid. I don't know where the fuck she put it, but 
whatever she did with it, it's gone. My point is, there was, in the time that Lily was in my life, my dream uh, world flourished hugely. And in fact, in many ways, I think um, Lily's presence helped me unlock a lot of um, a lot of subconscious uh, pathways to lives other than the one that I'm currently living, whether they're concurrent or past future or some other manifestation that I'm just witnessing. I'm 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 in so many more. Um, learning environments as myself consciously as myself even in different forms i'm still me and um and so this was something that <clears throat> as i'm starting to become more and more mystically challenged well i've got this delusional schizophrenic who's simultaneously making my reality almost complete um completely upside down and all of that I'm being hounded in my dreams by the camel lionesses the true wisdom in part characters are they that I'm, I'm not getting my message out why am I taking so long why am I why am I stalling what's the, what what am I waiting for like constantly for a year and a half and me just going, I already started stuff. I just haven't gotten anything that is sustaining and I'm going to start something else. Maybe I'm going to do a photo blog or maybe I'll do a Tinder thing or, you know, just all sorts of bullshit coming out of my mouth. I even know it in my dreams that what I'm saying is untrue. Well, it's not untrue. It's that none of that's going to happen because I don't know what to do to stay consistent. I can't write. I just get lost in thought. But I can talk like a motherfucker. So when I started recording conversations with Lily, well, that's when I thought that's what this was going to turn into. But then Lily's too nutty to really um, maintain, so the soliloquy game it became. Now, I've always envisioned one very other phase of this project. None of that have I pursued yet. All of that should get pursued next year because time's running out, if nothing else. Um... So there is phase two or three, depending on how you want to look at it, that's imminent. So I do have plans for what to do with this. I do know that for whatever reason, the whole project is for one other person to hear all this. I don't know if that's my mom, my dad, some random human being that lives in Sri Lanka. I really have no idea. And I'm not going to know. But I know that whoever that person is will respond to me at some point and I'll know that my project has reached the right person. I do get contacts and since I'll put my email out there twice a season, we'll do it right now. My email is heideggersgoldfish at gmail.com. You can send any uh, request for contacts beyond that to that email address and maybe I'll contact you further. But for the most part, if you're contacting me, I'm curious why. Most of the contacts I get are very sincere and relate to something specific said in an episode that related to a way that somebody could rethink something for themselves. Those emails come about 90% of the time, and they're wonderful. So I'm not asking for communications. 
I'm telling you not to communicate with me. You have better things to do. But if you feel compelled to, that's where you'll reach me, is heideggersgoldfish at gmail.com. Last thing about the project and why I started it up. Um, <clears throat> I do think we lack truth. We lack people who are willing to say, I used to be a piece of shit, I'm not anymore, here's how I transitioned, and here's why it's going to stay this way. And why it's important now that I take what I've moved forward with into something that moves us forward collectively. Now that I've fixed myself as an individual, it's time to put myself forward into the community in a way that I can help collectively push us toward some level of return to sanity. And this may, in all its self-indulgence, not even really qualify on the atomic scale of contribution to bettering humanity, but it's motivating me to become more confident with whatever I want to do next out in public, like going up on open mic nights and doing things that have more impact than just speaking into this Samsung Galaxy S4. Um, and so in all of the fun frivolity that I like to play, that felt very serious talking about all that. Oh, and here's the other thing. You got to put my swearing, my drug use, my, um, my, Incorrect use of the word ironic. Um, my occasional misnaming people, forgetting their names. I now try not to say anything if I don't know their name exactly, but I still fucking misname people. So It's hard to speak all by yourself all the time without ever Googling anything and be right about everything. So what I'm wrong about, I apologize ahead of time because I'm sure I'm wrong about shit in this episode, just like it will be in the next one, just like I have been in probably every episode up till now. But again, I don't edit, I don't go in and make amends because this is me, literally fully exposed, completely uncorked, and high as fuck. As a matter of fact, tomorrow we'll do the 12 dabs at Christmas. Because damn, if that's not a fun one to do. Uh, 26 minutes and 17 seconds. Should we go to 27 minutes? That'd be three nines. Or should we just say, fuck it, man. Time to go watch the Broncos kick the Lions' ass. No, I don't even like football like that anymore. I can't get all fired up. So how about we see Russell Wilson. Wait, what's his name? Russell Wilson? Something like that. Russell Williams? Russell Wilson. Seems like it's Russell Wilson. He is our quarterback, and he's terrible. So how about Russell Wilson win us the fucking football game? If that happens, well then, honestly, I may be back in for this season. I may want to see what these Broncos can do. But without that guy playing at at least a B-plus level instead of the D, D-minus level he's been playing this year, we got no chance. And we even have the running game and the defense to actually pull off a playoff upset or two. But I don't think we're a Super Bowl contender unless Russell Wilson can start throwing for 300 yards. So knowing that's never going to happen, well, there's always golf. Well, I'll say this much. Thank God there's golf. G-A-W-D in this case. Because... Fuck, man, the Broncos are tough to watch. I mean, the Lions outclassed them in every phase of the game. From coaching to, let's see, did the Broncos have an advantage anywhere? Nope. Nope. They got, they got beat in every phase of the game. So, in that way, they were um, shown the difference between a team that's clearly going to the playoffs and a team that has no business in the playoffs. 
And once again, Russell Wilson was terrible. But Sean Payton got outcoached. The defense got outplayed in both play calling and effort, which at some point you... Those are the two things that you, you can't lose because it's just up to you to be more committed. It's one thing to be out-talented, which we were. The offense of the Lions has so many weapons that between slant runs and pop screens and fucking every 15-yard route you can run, <laughs> Jesus, I mean, they were lethal on everything. And Denver had no answer. So, 42-17 to 17 or something, I think, was the final, and it wasn't that close. In fact, the Lions could have easily put up 60. So, the Lions are impressive. I can see where the Lions beat themselves. But other than that, I would not want to be Philadelphia or San Fran or Dallas or anybody in the NFC, frankly, playing the Lions. And if the Lions somehow get a one or a two seed... The one seed is, it's in play, no matter what. I mean, any team can fall for three games. But the two seed will give them a home game, and potentially a home game again. You get the Lions at home twice. Fuck, man, I don't know if you can beat them. The crowd will be so pumped up. Fucking A. But, I mean, Philly's a better team. Hell, San Francisco's a better team. Dallas is a good a team and would be a hell of a fun matchup but Detroit's legit shit things fall their way they could easily be in the Super Bowl playing the Chiefs and beating the shit out of the Chiefs I could see that go down my dream Super Bowl matchup right now is Buffalo Bills versus the Detroit Lions come on baby I think this is exactly the Super Bowl I rooted for last year maybe maybe but it's the one I'm rooting for this year, for sure. Okay, so, <clears throat> I guess it's on to golf. Alright, if we're going to talk golf, I'm just going to give you one tip. And this is the only tip you really need to play pretty good golf. And that is, well, one, learn the stance. Which you can learn wherever you want. Just watch a YouTube video. And then, start the swing in your belly button. And let everything else move naturally with that motion until you get about two feet away from the ball. And then start whatever comfortable wind-up you can get yourself up to so that you can release, let your weight transfer, and connect to the ball. It is a very simple motion that takes almost 50% of your effort, not 100 And the smoother you are at it, especially the rotational transition back and through, if you just think almost shoulder to shoulder, you'll have a rhythm of golf that you can build a very capable game from. Golf's an easy game to learn if you're taught well. If you're taught a bunch of fucking nonsense to put in your head, it becomes throw clubs in the lake frustrating. But keep it simple. And golf is a really fun game. My sister learned the game of simple and has enjoyed golf from the day she first teed it up. And has got a pretty good game. Um, Doesn't practice nearly enough to take her game anywhere. But if she did practice, who knows what kind of game my sister has. But golf's another thing where I think the more you play, the better you get. Which is encouraging. 
unlike, say, uh, baseball. I can't think of a sport where you definitely can uh, find yourself not able to improve. But maybe baseball. I couldn't hit a curveball. That was my wall. <clears throat> All right. Nobody wants to know this, which is why I'm telling it. Don't forget, this is my podcast about things being my fault. So if I'm going to talk about shit that's me, well, tough. I don't really have a whole lot of desire to speak to current events. So whether or not I'm talking about Meghan Markle's podcast, well, I mean, that maybe was funny enough to make my recording. But other than really extreme mentions of ridiculous pop culture icons. I don't really go down current news avenue, but when we're talking things like the biblical war coming true in Israel and Palestine, I mean, at some point you got to go, this is freaky. So I will somehow transition from what uh, I consider the impactful multiverse vibrating and humming into its, Converting, converging singularity here. That signal, echo, dreamscape, fantasy, lunacy, psychotic break, whatever it may be that I'm experiencing. Well, I will wander into those territories because the relevance they're building has impactful um, residue in my life. So, I'm actually, well, I'm not going to speak to things I haven't done. Um, One change I made in my life that was very, I thought, effective is I quit telling anybody anything I was doing or, like, attempting to do. Even if I was training for a fucking marathon, I wasn't going to tell anybody. I was just going to go train for a fucking marathon, run a marathon, and then tell people, whew, I ran a marathon last weekend. You what? Because I think... There's so much need for recognition in this world right now that people put themselves in positions of being recognized for things they haven't done by just announcing their intention to get there instead of just showing up, having done the fucking thing, and then saying, so another thing on my resume is this. Um, And it's a lot more satisfying life to not have to present yourself ever about anything, but only talk about things you're actually doing or have just done or have account balance sheets filled with activities toward this whatever outcome. And it's like, I don't tell anyone my tennis game's improved, but people I go hit the ball with who I haven't hit the ball with in a year or two, are like, what the fuck, man? How much practicing are you doing? What happened to your game? And it's a lot more encouraging to think that my uh, sense of self-elevation physically and, and in terms of overall tactics is in fact showing up in people whose gap is enough to forcibly be shown it. So, <clears throat> again, these are ways of being overlooked, I suppose. But the reward of knowing there's no 
show off in you. There's just achievement. Recognition or not from a, the peanut gallery means nothing. Ultimately, you know what you've accomplished and you know what you've failed to achieve. You have to hold yourself accountable to both standards, but from neither one should you be pulling anything more than the motivation to go do better. All right, that's enough of a lecture to myself, but I will need to hear that later, I know at some point, so I'm glad I could throw that out at least somewhat lucidly. Um, speaking of throwing shit out, let's throw this page out because I'm almost done with it. Um, I've said earlier that I thought comedy was being, that the standards in comedy had um, not fallen but constricted. I do fear that we are um, shaming comics for um, taking risks. This this is the final frontier of risk-taking, is the stand-up comedian, alone with a microphone, trying to convince an audience that there's enough of a an exchange of value, one to several hundred, that their time was A, not wasted, and B, worth whatever the incidental costs incurred were. To me, that's just as far out on a limb as you can be. Or similarly performing any other artistic, creative endeavor. To do something in a way that you're appreciated for something every single other person is capable of doing. Well, <laughs> it's a leap. It's a leap into a deep, deep, deep pit of unknown outcomes. So, <clears throat> the idea that we're starting to silence comedians at all scares me. Now, this isn't brand new behavior, but it's new at this level. And it's newly coming from sources outside of the comedic realm. It's one thing for comedy to self-censor from within, among the comedian and performance players. That's, 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 again, part of what makes it so unique is that as much expression of freedom that stage permits, there are boundaries, there is self-policing, there are rules, but the rules are just simply do not steal, do not punch down, and do not mislead the audience. I believe anything else is in bounds. And if you can pull off the touchiest of subject matter, more power to you. Then I'm glad I paid my money to see you. Because I haven't figured that out yet. So if you have, bravo. But I'm sure I've met 45 other rules of being a conscientious stand-up comedian in the 21st century, but censuring the comedians is the final step to a society imploding. Um, let's see. Forgiving everything. 
Okay, I speak often that I think the only way out is to forgive everybody for everything. No more punishment. Unwind it all. And then I met with the obvious retort of, are you saying you want to make all the fucking rapists, murderers, and uh, and ne'er-do-wells free? Uh, yeah, I guess that is what I'm saying. I don't know what else to tell you. But I don't even think the people in prison are the worst criminals among us. Not even close. So if I'm going to pardon everyone, then yeah, they have to be pardoned immediately. Now, welcome to society where the expectation is that we are living life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and are not set in some sort of uh, anarchistic free-for-all. I don't imagine a society that forgives everyone among it has then blank slated the worst of us to take over and run amok. So I'm not sure I have this whole idea figured out. I just know that that's the way out. And of course, I'm ready to get on a committee and talk about how the rest of it should work out. But I just don't see that happening. But yeah, I forgive everything. That's the only way I see it all working. Okay, how does one transfer from self-loathing or self-pity or self-annihilation, self-doubt, to self-love? Well, I think the first thing you have to do is get rid of your guilt. Whatever you're guilty about, purge that by realizing that A, you can't do anything about it now. B, just holding guilt about it means you understand that you want to be better. And C, rising to the occasion. In fact, embracing opportunities to find a chance to be better on that vertical so that you can get past whatever it is that you think is holding you back. Even though nothing's holding you back here, that's the first step to then truly abolishing all your guilt and shame. you have to be able to do that. But you also have to make the agreement going forward that you're going to act in a way that there is no more reason for you to feel guilt and shame. You're going to act in a way where if you had to rewind the tape, you would just find yourself doing the same things again. So as you're purging yourself of whatever static you have in your past, you have to find in yourself who you are at your core. To me, I'm kind, I'm forgiving, I'm understanding. All I have to do is act that way every single day in every opportunity I can, and I have a day I'm proud of. And they just keep building. I don't necessarily know where they're going to go, but they take me places that are very rewarding. For me personally, this is just for me. When I help another person who needs assistance, my day has about as high a fulfillment meter as it can get. So what's your sheet of ascension into the best possible day you can have. Figure it out. And start living for it. Expecting it. Asking for help at night in your dreams to figure out how to most easily transition from here to there. If you can envision it there, start asking people who are just passers-by in your life at this moment that are connecting to your future, get involved. Stop them. Find ways to connect 
with your own future. Once you have it <clears throat> somewhat, not just envisioned, but enacted, once you can feel the change in your circumstance, well then, thank whatever influences around you have started to allow this to occur. You may feel like it's all been you, but it hasn't. So be humble about the gains you're making. And this process can t happen in months or years. And that's awful in a society built on 29-second spans of attention. But it's okay, because you just keep getting better at getting more patient with yourself, which is ultimately what you have to have to make all of this worthwhile. So, <clears throat> if you don't feel like you love yourself, or if in fact you know you're trapped in some level of self-doubt or self-loathing, well, that's my recipe to help starting you back to the person you actually are, which you will love, instead of the one that got twisted around in this Wonka chocolate factory. Um, okay. <clears throat> Am I embarrassed about how much I love bowling? <laughs> Fuck, man, I do love bowling. <laughs> I mean, I fucking love it. I even love it sober. But I loved it drunk. Oh my God, I loved it drunk. So... I, and I'm not embarrassed about my love of pool, which I loved drunk, but I also like sober. Love sober, frankly. And it's a better game sober, no matter what. Even though three beers in, you're deadly in pool. Just like in bowling. Um, okay, so uh, three beer minimum. Yeah, that, that I don't know if that holds up athletically, but it holds up mentally. Um, I don't know. I mean, bowling is probably, well, golf's kind of embarrassing. Who likes going out and playing golf white dudes um so i don't know <sighs> bowling no i'm not embarrassed by my love of bowling but i am embarrassed by my game although i do regularly roll over 200 mm, i'm never going to show anybody my bowling game but that's just me okay is there anything else on here worth a shit all of this is better than the Broncos, and it's all dog poop. In fact, this even says, being an angry feminist, yeah, we've already been through that. Making lists of randomly connected concepts. <clears throat> okay. If you're stuck creatively in anything, as long as it has language involved, here's one way to trigger your creativity, is to take a list of eight random words. Decide to pick the 19th word on every 19th page in some book. Put them on a list. And then find whatever, what I say, nine? Find the same amount of other words, some other method. And then figure out a connection for all of them. Or at least connect a pair with each in a way that you can then start to have a different lateral thought process. It works. And if you do triple lists, that's even better. Because then you have to connect three words across the list until you have all the words connected in a way that is coherent. And 
This is just one of many tricks I use to stop myself from looking at a blank screen or something else that I'm trying to be creative with. It's always better to just get something else going for your brain to hop into a different sphere. It'll hop back into the one you want it to be in. But if you trap it there, it can get overwhelmed or saturated or just bored <laughs> and start drifting to your detriment. So, <clears throat> sharing my making lists of randomly connected concepts trick. It's also a good way to try to uh, inspire joke uh, material because you can cross-connect absurd concepts this way pretty easily. Okay. Um, I'm going to save Am I a Grown-Up for another one. There's a lot there. I think the whole concept of becoming a grown-up is funny. I'm pretty sure I'm still not there. I mean, if you look at me, you'd say, yeah, you're a grown-up. But if you knew me, you'd say, I don't know, man. You might not be grown-up. <laughs>